When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Every fan just wants to be a part of a winning team. Our own fans are booing us. You're giving up on us. It's a tough situation, but when you start to realize that the only people that matter are the people in the room. He don't know the fan base. He don't know how demanding they are. At the end of the day, you're producing or you're not producing. Because that's all those fans are going to care about. That's what they brought you in here for. They didn't bring you in here to do commercials, to build your brand. All that stuff goes out the window anyways if you don't do what you're supposed to do on Sundays. That's why you're here. So that's an interesting approach. I got to be honest with you. And it's one that I didn't quite expect. But you better go out there and start making some plays and helping this defense. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, talking a little bit about Kayvon earlier in the show. That giant defense, the only one in the NFL that doesn't have a sack or a forced turnover yet through two games. We'll take another stab at it coming up on Thursday night, about 48 hours from now when they take on the San Francisco 49ers. Final hour for us here on this Tuesday Grasso Show, 98.7 ESPN, 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We'll take you right up until the top. Then Gordon and Larry will handle the rest of the evening. Remember, at Dan Grasso is where you can get me on Twitter. Started with the Giants today, talking a little Giants-Niners. Saquon, Willie, won't he? Brian Dayball seems to be leaving the door open that maybe he might play on Thursday, given the fact that he's feeling better as of this morning, but I'll believe it when I see it. That's gamesmanship more than anything else. You don't have to be compelled to tell the other team who's playing or who's not playing. You don't have to make any sort of roster moves, so why would the Giants hurt themselves and give the uh, the 49ers a little bit of an advantage as far as game planning? Because, look, on a short week, teams are looking for any sort of an edge that they can get, even a 2% edge to be able to accelerate trying to win a football game here on short notice. And then you got the Jets situation who are trying to win a football game on Sunday. They're going to go back to work tomorrow in preparation for the New England Patriots. They haven't beaten them in 14 straight times coming off of a clunker against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday afternoon down in Dallas. But you know what? As we said since Sunday, there are a lot of ways you could pick apart that game for the New York Jets. And I know the quarterback is the most important position, but there were a lot of other components of that football team that did not do what they were supposed to do, maybe even more so than the quarterback. You start with the defense, you look at the offensive line, those break down. I don't care who you have back there under center. It's not going to be pretty. And Garrett Wilson, who does his weekly with Barton Hahn on Tuesdays, he said earlier today that last week is not on the quarterback. And that's the blessing and the curse that comes with, with playing quarterback. It's the most scrutinized position, you know, when things aren't going well and, and when when things are going right, you know, you got to give all the credit to somewhere else. But because the people on the outside are going to give it all to you, you know, when it comes to our team and what we have, we know we have all the faith of everyone we have in that facility. You know, we know we have what it takes to win games. It's about going out there and doing it and, and playing in that game, being out there and just feeling the flow of it. You know, that wasn't Zach, man. You can't pinpoint one person that was on, you know, we collectively as a whole didn't get it done. 
this past week. And, you know, I know that I'm a main proponent of that. And I'm sure, you know, a lot of the other guys on the team and our receiver group would say the same. You know, we got to make life easy on our teammates, man. I know that that's my mindset on it. And I didn't feel like I did a great job of it. It feels like Groundhog Day a little bit talking about the Patriots and we're going to you know spend a lot more time on it of course over the course of the uh, remainder of the week here getting ready for this game but you know I went back earlier today and I watched the tape from Sunday night with the Patriots and the Dolphins game and look Patriots are a beatable team Jets have more talent on paper than the Patriots do they're not even necessarily in a big hole even at the quarterback position if you're just matching them up you know position by position with these respective rosters Patriots defense is one that could be exposed especially out on the perimeter, especially in space. Jets have guys with speed, but you got to be able to get the ball in their hands. You know, Brees Hall's got to get more touches. We could see how dangerous he is once he breaks out into the open field. It's been proven already. McCall Hardman was a guy that once upon a time, you know, was one of the top yards after catch guys in the National Football League when he was with the Kansas City Chiefs. He's played sparingly so far over the first two weeks of the season. These are the guys that got to be out there, and they got to have their bo- the, the ball in their hands to make plays. You know, the Pats are a team that, you know, they're going to play a lot of man coverage, for example. And Miami burnt them at times on Sunday because the Dolphins are a team that has a lot of speed on offense. So then you wonder. What is Belichick going to do to counter? Maybe he's going to give you some different looks and try to confuse Zach Wilson because he knows that he's been able to do that so far in the early part of Zach's career. But in terms of it being a winnable game, absolutely it is for the Jets. But they cannot make the self-inflicted mistakes that they've done against this team, certainly on both occasions last year when they played them and came up short. Let's go back to the phones. Let us say hi to Chris and Beth Page up next here on 98.7. Christopher, how are you? Hey, Dan, good. Um, listen, uh, I'm a Giants fan, but I do like the Jets. I'm not a hater by any means. And mm-hmm. I watch the Jets, I follow them, and I, you know, I got a ton of friends who are Jets fans, so I was really bummed out when Aaron Rodgers went down, okay? That being said, I know you're too close to the scene, but I'm just telling you, from where I sit, Zach Wilson is not it at all, at all. And all I hear is excuses for him. And this, he can do this, he can do that. He had five wins last year. There's all these things you hear. And I'm like, I watched all the Jets season last year. And it also goes back to the coaching, too. There was seven and four at one point, right? Mm-hmm. How'd they end up the year? I mean, that was on the coach to make the adjustments. And, you know, that this, so far, what I saw in the Cowboy game, and granted, the Cowboys are good, mm-hmm. but it looked so much like last year. It really did. I was watching that game and, then you have people making excuses going, well, Zach, it wasn't, he's like number four on the list of people you could blame. This is what I would suggest. This, I mean, this, if they lose this week, okay, mm-hmm. to New England, I would say behind the scenes, the Jets should do what Arizona's doing and go into full-fledged, because they're not going to win more than six games. Because look at the odds. How many games are they going to even be remotely favored in the rest of the way if they lose to New England this week? It'll be one and two, okay? And the schedule gets tougher. So I would go into full-fledged, like, you know, play Wilson the rest of the year, see what he can do, okay? But deep down, you're probably better off going, like, 4-13 and 13 and trying to maybe get a quarterback. Because let's go forward with the Jets as an organization. You still are going to need a quarterback down the line. I mean, you're counting on a 40-year-old guy coming off a bad injury. And by the way, even though he was healthy all these years, I talked to a friend of mine who's like a doctor. He said, 
listen, the older you get, those injuries are more prominent. That's what happens. He goes, that's a, it's not that the guy was always healthy. And we know he's Aaron Rodgers and he can be Superman, but he's going to be susceptible to injuries like that. So what I'm saying is, and I would love it too, because I want to see the Jets do well, mm-hmm. is if they lose this week, I'm telling you, do an Arizona. Just like pretend that you're trying to win, do whatever. But when guys are like a little nicked up, Sit him out. Whatever. Well, Chris, Chris, and, Chris, 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 yeah. first of all, and, and look, look, yeah. you're entitled to how you feel about the quarterback. And you know what? You might be right. Because, look, there's not a hell of a lot that I can sit here based upon the data of the last two years plus two games and try to convince you otherwise and convince other people otherwise. Otherwise, I'd sound like a fool, right? I'm just telling you potentially what could happen. But if I'm basing it on results, it ain't very pretty right now. Right? This is the same guy. Let's not kid ourselves. It's the same guy they sent to the bench last year in favor of Mike White. And that if Mike White didn't get hurt, Mike White would have been the quarterback for the remainder of the season. And maybe the Jets make the playoffs. I think they would have. Because all they would have had to do was win one more game. And it's funny when you bring up that game on Sunday against the Cowboys and how it reminds you of last year. I just went back and looked. Do you realize they didn't even have a loss as lopsided as Sunday? All of last year. You know, defense found a way to keep them in games last year. No games really got out of hand, if you will. But Sunday was just one of those, look, it happens. But it's not a reflection on the team, and there is no way. I mean, come on, we're talking about tanking. Arizona, Arizona's been tanking all offseason. Getting rid of guys. The way they built their roster. Arizona hasn't been trying to win basically since March. This has nothing to do with since the season started. Right? The Cardinals, the Cardinals aren't even apologizing about what they're doing. But the Jets aren't going to do that. They got a good roster. Remember, this was a roster that when Aaron Rodgers was playing just a couple of weeks ago, people thought it was good enough to maybe go to the Super Bowl. Some people were picking the Jets to go to the Super Bowl, make the playoffs, win the division. You're not just going to tank because the quarterback is down. Let's say hi to Paul in Queens up next on 98.7. Paul, how are you? Damn good. I just want to elaborate on the word trust. Yeah. Up my, uh, you know, football team. Yeah. Let's talk about adjustments. Mm-hmm. Adjustments. Great coaches adjust. Let's go back in three years ago. Mm-hmm. We bring, we draft these safeties. We, we, we get all these corners that are rookies. We got torched. What happened to Jason Pinnock? Who's he playing for now? Play for the Robert Giants. Scott didn't adjust during the year. He yeah. didn't adjust during the year. He stuck to his system. He's a defensive line coach. He's not a defensive coordinator. Uh, he's he's known about get, you know getting guys on the defensive line. You know if you're gonna you know rush four and drop back seven, you know he's his he's not an adjusted coach. But Paul, Paul, Paul really let me ask you a question. Wasn't Ru- I mean correct me if I'm wrong? Wasn't Robert Sala the defensive coordinator of a team that went to the Super Bowl and had one of the best defenses? In the 49ers? He did. He, he was. And we took him because of that. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you an example why he's not. And everybody's adamant about it. You know what? You got, you know, everybody's a little rusty now. Don't forget, a lot of these guys didn't play during mm-hmm. the preseason. The first two, you know, years ago, when I, you know, I used to go to Jet Camp, we were two a days. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's and these a different guys world. went like crazy. Yeah. Different world, exactly. So you got Sauce Gardner. He's a little bit rusty. You know what? Instead of putting him in his zone where he is on the left side, do like Revis. Put him on your best receiver. Shut down overrated C.D. Lamb. Shut him down. Okay, he didn't adjust to that. 
Your offensive line is not going. I told you guys in the postgame show, Dwayne Brown has to retire. Shift up the offensive line. It's called adjustments. Remember one thing, Dan. Paul, 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 let me ask you a question because, again, you're throwing a lot of things out there, so let me just make sure we're checking all of our boxes here. You said that Sauce Gardner's rusty, and a lot of these other guys are rusty because preseason and whatnot. Dwayne Brown didn't even practice until the final week of August, right? So coming off of two shoulder surgeries. So doesn't he get the benefit of the doubt at all? He does get the benefit of the doubt, but here's where, where, where we don't get the benefit of the doubt. Robert Stoller, you know what? During the you know during the off season when we got Aaron Rodgers, we said, all right, we got a quarterback in place, defensive co- uh, you know co- coordinator in place, offensive coordinator, and Robert Stoller stick to his you know ability to be a cheerleader on this team. But as a defensive mind, he gets out coached. He got out coached by Mike McCarthy and the great Dan Quinn, and when he faces. You know, does he not, Paul, does he not get any credit for what they did on Monday night holding a team? Josh Allen and the Bills put up what on Sunday? 38 points? 38 points on the Raiders? How many did they hold the Bills to? How many miscues did they force Josh Allen into? Four turnovers? 16 points? So let me just, like I said, I'm trying to add this all up here, right? I'm going to pull out my abacus right now and add it all up. So Robert Sala gets no credit for the job they did against the Bills in week one after losing your starting quarterback and your franchise four plays into the season. But everything that happened on Sunday, he's the one that should get all the blame for. No credit, all the blame. That's how we're adding this game up? This is how we're playing right now? Okay. Whatever. Guys, you got 15 more games here. I'm just spinning it exactly the way it is. You got 15 more games. Nobody's season's over yet. As much as they stink and as much as they don't want to win, the Arizona Cardinals season isn't over yet. As crazy as it sounds. Hell, they almost won on Sunday. But just try to grasp what this team experienced over the last eight days and try to equate it to another sport. All right, take... Whatever superstar basketball player off of that team. Think of prime LeBron off of Cleveland. You think it's just easy for them to make, you know, like would fans call up and talk about the coaches not making adjustments and not being able to win, right? And it's just so easy, like you're supposed to run things and run your offense the same way when you don't have LeBron with all these other guys. It's tough. Jets lost the guy who's one of the top three or four players at his position, the most important position in the sport, a guy that they've been waiting to get their hands on probably for decades and decades and decades, and all the hype and all the buildup and all the anticipation and gone in four plays. You think it's tough for a fan? All you got to do is watch the games as a fan. What about these guys who eat, breathe, and sleep and live this stuff? 24 hours a day. It's their life's work. And they spent the entire offseason prepping for this season thinking they had this guy. And now he's gone. It's not just easy as next man up. You could say it, but guess what? You don't have another Aaron Rodgers. The only guy that they could go out there and get where there'd be like no drop-off would be the Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, maybe one or two other guys. But guess what? Those guys aren't available. They're not. 
So if there's a little bit of an adjustment period here, it's to be expected. But it doesn't mean this team still can't win games, and it doesn't mean this team is still not going to face tough competition on occasion and not have their best outing like what you saw in Dallas on Sunday. Again, they could have lost to the Cowboys even with Aaron Rodgers. But to sit here and all of a sudden talk about the coaching staff is no good. And the coaching staff, nobody was talking about them on Monday night, right? I sat there. I was on the air till 1.30 in the morning, taking all the phone calls, the post-game show, everything. Nobody called that night or in the week after talking about the coaching staff and the lack of adjustments. I understand. You got to pick something to be unhappy about as a fan. You got to place blame on somebody. And I guess the Jet fan base woke up today and said, you know what? Let's blame the coaches for the fact that we're one and one today. Okay, that's cool. 800-919-3776. Grass until the top, 9870 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. For those that are still keeping score at home, uh, Mets are in a 3-1 hole right now to the Marlins in the bottom of the sixth inning. Yankees are trailing the Toronto Blue Jays now 4-1 in the top of the fifth out in the Bronx as uh, Bo Bichette has just connected on a two-run shot off of Clark Schmidt uh, to add a little bit of insurance. He's given up two long balls so far tonight. George Springer led off for the Blue Jays with one in the first. Yankee run courtesy of a Glaber Torres double. I can't believe there's actually people still trying to come up with a crazy mathematical improbability or probability that the Yankees could find themselves in the playoffs. I mean, look mathematically it's possible i get it but it's it's not gonna happen guys stop 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 so you're telling me there's a chance i'm telling you there's a chance but there's a chance but there's not a chance is essentially what it is right you're six back with 12 to play and there's a couple of teams you got to leapfrog the odds are not in your favor and losing four to one in the fifth inning to the blue jays also not a good way to try to erase that doubt. Let's say hi to Jose. He's in Brooklyn. He's up next here on 98.7. Jose, good evening. How the hell are you? Good evening, Dan. Shout out to the company. And I'm doing fantastic right now. I'm sipping on a honey colada, about to, you know, have this drink called Sucker Punch and enjoying my birthday tonight. Man. Oh, so, you know. <laughs> hey! Jose, the big birthday. There you go. Happy birthday, my friend. 
Oh, oh man, it, it was such a surprise in the morning to see that me and me, me and Uncle Rico share the same birthday. That's right. Like, happy oh, birthday man. to Rick too. I, that's right. I reached out to him earlier today. So happy birthday to our friend Rick I as well. I can talk with my eyes closed. He can talk with his eyes closed. <laughs> so can I. So can I. Maybe I learned it from Rick. I don't know. Exactly. So yeah, so I was just like, wow, this is all. So because it's funny because like you you swear you know people throughout there, you know, through listening to their whole careers and everything. And when I when I was hearing the birthday celebrations, I'm just like, wait a minute, we share the same. Oh, that, now it makes all total sense now. Now what are the so what what is the day consisted of here for the big birthday bash? What did, what did you do so far today? What are the plans? So I was a loser and I went into work. Oh. You know. You know what it was like. I, I was really debating on you know not going to work, but I I love the job that I do because I work in social services. Yeah. So I work with you know helping people get their you know possibly either get a second career or start off their career and working with the 16 to 24 year old population. Now I'm like you know what this is totally awesome. I get to use the skill that I love, which is teaching while also still being able to be, you know, teaching something that's relevant in their minds, which is, you know, hopefully possibly getting a better career and, you know, a better income status and et cetera, et cetera. Well, look at you. So, you see, you're doing God's work. That's what you're doing, Jose. That's what you're doing. Uh, you know why it's funny? Because I always say I may not be doing the Lord's work, but I am doing good. good work. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as you get a proper so, celebration, and that's the important thing. Oh, definitely, definitely, and I'm definitely going to enjoy the rest of the rest of the night. Uh, I'll still still call in because you know my commitment level is yes. on another level. But um, here's the thing, you know, with the Jets, and I'm not going to harp on Zach Wilson. I don't want people to think that I'm a fire starter and et cetera, et cetera. The thing is, is that what happened, and but the sad point is, is when you don't have the quarterback. It makes everything else, when it doesn't go right, look so bad. So when the defense is not top-notch like it is against Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills and that motivation on that Monday night, and when it's not, you know, the running game doesn't look as, look as effective and the offensive line doesn't look like, you know, it could open up those running gaps that they used to run, eventually somebody – and I'm not going to name names, mm -hmm. but a certain position has to be able to step up and make a couple of plays that combat that situation to keep you in the games. And that's what it comes down to. It's not that we're harping on this and trying to beat the dead horse and anything else. We're all fans at the end of the day. And when we're all passionate fans and we want us, and at the end of the day, the overall goal is to be better than what we're what we're watching on the product, then yes, people are going to constantly bring up Zach Wilson. I hate to do it because at this point, I feel like I'm just beating a dead horse with that kid, and I don't want to do that. So my concern is is that you know some fan brought up, do you believe in the coaching of of Rob Sala or the or or, or you know Joe Douglas's vision? And my issue becomes where it's not that I don't believe it. When it comes to Zach Wilson, I believe everybody's on the same page. The one person that's most important to try to convince is the most important person in the room. And the problem with that scenario is, is when that person is so bought into the idea of 
having this kid be the future of the franchise and everything that goes along with it, you're, you you see, you end up seeing a situation like this where they don't want to admit the mistake. They don't want to say that they were wrong. They end up getting a veteran quarterback, and they got the best veteran quarterback ever to try to, you know, combat this. Scenario, well, right. But it's not working. And, and, it's, and Jose, here's the thing, and, and a happy birthday again, my friend. Go enjoy the rest of the night there, and I appreciate you calling in as always. If you're just going to reduce it down to Sunday, remember, there were a lot of things that went wrong in that football game. All right, quarterback made a hell of a play, made a great throw, dart over the middle to Garrett Wilson for the big touchdown run, cuts the deficit to 10-7. 10-7, you got a new ball game, right? As bad as the defense looked, the first quarter and a half of that game on Sunday, let the Cowboys go up and down the field. 10-7 game. 10-7. What does the defense then do for an encore? Let the Cowboys go right the hell down the field again. Right? Right down the field. Can't have that, can you? Can't do that. 13 plays, 75-yard drive. Sauce had his hands on a pick six, couldn't corral it. The stupid penalties from the referee on the roughing the passer, but whatever. Cowboys found a way to get in the end zone. Jets had a chance to get off the field. They couldn't do it on multiple occasions. Cowboys put it in the end zone. They get the two-point conversion, and all of a sudden it's an 18-7 game. Right? So there's three components to a football team. They can have something to say about the outcome. And the thing about Zach Wilson, again, is like, look, I, I get it. I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's not, it's not the organization being stubborn at this point. Right? It's not them trying to prove. I, we're way past that, guys. Anybody that still thinks that Zach Wilson's on the team because they're trying to validate the number two overall pick in the draft, past that. That's over with. He was not supposed to be playing this early into the season. In a perfect world, he wasn't going to be playing at all. At all. I mean, for it's like we don't even have to go back that far. Reading and talking about things at the beginning of September, it was, well, you know what? Zach Wilson played in that giant preseason game or whatever it was. Or what was the – was that the last preseason? I don't even remember. The order of the preseason games, because I hate preseason. I try to block it out. It was, let's see. Yeah, Giants was the last preseason game. Zach Wilson played that game. He said, well, you know what? Perfect world, you're probably not going to see Zach Wilson again. The rest of the season. So get a good look at him now. Because this was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers' show. E is in Harlem. He's up next here on 98.7. What's up, E? How are you? Good, Roger. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your expertise. Just real quick, I was talking to the uh, setup man, not a few points and opinion, whatever. So Thibodeau has no right to cave on. Right, not Tom Thibodeau, cave on. I'm talking Giants. Yeah, not Tom Thibodeau, yeah. He hasn't earned the right to start attacking the fans as he did. I I don't want to say he didn't attack us, but it's like, dude, like, who are you? Like, he always says, who are you or whatever. Who are you? Because you've not shown us anything to warrant us accepting any kind of commentary from you about us booing. Like, we have our own vested emotions, especially if you're a long-term Giants fan. So he needs to get his game up before he can even start talking. That was my first point. The second point was DJ Daniel Jones. He made a strike of a uh, the last touchdown to Hodgins, Isaiah. That was a strike. 
So I'm confident that he can make any and all throws when his number is called to do that. And he's just a dynamic quarterback, period. And the third thing I wanted to say was about the Jets. It's unfortunate Aaron went down. And I was telling the setup man again, like, Mm -hmm. they sound like Yankee fans because New York sports teams, what I've realized in listening to the shows that I listen to, and I love all you guys' shows, if you guarantee a title, you're in big trouble. Like, Mets fans, I'm a Mets fan. We're giving Cohen a break right now because he said five years. So we're not quite there yet, but we're approaching that. Don't do this championship, 85 beers and all of that, knowing that we got 17 hard games to play. You got so 17. For me, yeah, you you got hard games to play. But, I mean, here's the thing, and, and look, I'm the one that's been saying you can't cancel the season. This team could still win. But the calculus changes when you lose an Aaron Rodgers four plays into the season. Absolutely. It changes. And I still think that there is a a good degree of, let's say, the fan base. And, E, thank you very much for the phone call as always. I think that there's a good percentage of the fan base. um, And I don't want to tell tales out of school, but I still think that there's a good percentage of people in that building, upstairs and downstairs, that are still trying to process the shell shock of losing Aaron Rodgers four plays into the season. That is not something that you just easily move on from. All right? They could have painted over the Jets logo, the giant Jets logo that is on the side of the building in Florham Park, which faces the practice field, and painted Aaron Rodgers' face on it because that is how much he impacted that facility. He became essentially the face of the franchise. And to lose it in four plays with everything that you worked and built for, it sucks. But you still got to play the games. 800-919-3776. Grass until the top right here on 9870 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> I'm so confused right now. By golly. We're all going to be exposed as frauds. That's it, basically. little rejoin mix there. Grassa, 800-919. Which also killed off two family members. <laughs> 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Let's get back to the phones here. Try to squeeze in as many of these. As we can. Let's say hi to, if I could get this damn mouse to work, Mike in East Rockaway, who's up next. Michael, how are you? Hey, how's it going? First time caller here. Hey, Mike. So I just wanted to make a quick point. Um, defensively, I'm not worried about the Jets. They got bowlers all over the field. You just got to look at one play uh, last week. It was on that fumble of C.D. Lamb, and you had D.J. Reed just standing there looking at the ball. Mm-hmm. The defense needed a kick in the butt, and I think they got it. They thought they they thought they were the 86 to 85 Bears, and they, they might still be, but they, they need to wake up a little bit, and I think that's going to help them. And then offensively, we got to help Zach Wilson out more on first down. I mean, when it's run left behind Dwayne Brown, Dwayne Brown, he might be rusty. He, he, there's too many times where it's second and 12, second and 13. Let's start using McCole Hardman as an extension of the run game. Uh, use Zach Wilson as an extension of the run game. Uh, utilize, obviously, Brees Hall. He's got the pitch counts and everything. Get Garrett Wilson in the run game. Like, use your athletes. Get these guys in space. 
and let's work on first down. Because when we got Zach Wilson sitting there in second and long, third and long, yeah, Michael Parsons is going to pin his ears back and kill us. And that's what he did last week. It's not just and the defense. That's a- no, Mike, and, and that's a good point you make, too, because it wasn't just my, Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, especially when the Cowboys are in a defense like that are playing from ahead. You play right into their hands because they can just put their hand in the ground and come right at the quarterback because they know that you're going to have to be throwing the ball to try to play catch-up. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it seems simple. I mean, they're all smarter than us, but uh, I don't know. Zach Wilson, he, he's a better athlete than Mark Sanchez. I think he's got a better arm than Mark Sanchez. And the Sanchez was able to be the Sanchez for two years. So why can't Zach Wilson run the team with an elite defense? I, uh, I mean, that's all i got to say. I'm not worried about the Jets. Yeah, Mike, good phone call. I mean, the optimism, obviously. Look, I would be shocked if the defense has many more games like we saw on Sunday. Because even when Aaron Rodgers was healthy, Strength of this team was still the defense. And I'm not sitting there saying it's the 85 Bears. That was what they said, not me. But it's still a top defense. And they're going to have to lead the way for this football team. And this is a winnable game, and it's a big game. Look, the conversation and the feel around the Jets could change dramatically if they take care of business on Sunday against the Patriots, right? You snap that long losing streak. You get back in the win column. You get that awful taste out of your mouth from Dallas. And then, oh, by the way, you're 2-0 in your division. 2-0 2-0 in your division going into a week four game in your building on Sunday night football, which the place is going to be rocking against a really good Kansas City Chiefs team, as we know. Let's say hi to Anthony in Staten Island up next year on 98.7. Hello, Anthony. How are you? Hey, how you doing? It's our first time caller. What's up, Anthony? But, yes, yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I just wanted to bring up the fact that, you know, everybody's uh, uh, going, going all in about uh, – Zach not being the man, and we know he's not Aaron Rodgers, but that was a there was a few things that happened in that game that changed the whole complexion of that game. Uh, one was the dropped interception. The other one was the bogus pass interference call, and 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 the one where they hit his arm when he was throwing for a touchdown to uh, to to Wilson. So any of those any of those three things happened for us. That's a whole different game. Now we can use our running game. So I'm not I'm not too worried about them. I, I think the, the the worst thing to do, the hardest thing, is going to be to try to keep the defense engaged because I know most of them playing last year with Zach when they lost confidence in him, they, maybe they, they they fell back a little. They fell I, back on their heels a little. I don't think that happens, Anthony. I, because again, if, if any of that stuff was supposed to happen, it should have happened against the Buffalo Bills, not not in that game Sunday. They just got whipped. I mean, there's no other way around it. I thank you for the phone call. You know, Robert Sala said it, uh, what was it, yesterday? Boy, these weeks and days just, I don't even know what day it is anymore. Sala said it yesterday. I mean, if you look at the box score, it was pretty lopsided as far as the Cowboys in terms of total plays in that game. But at one point in that game, it was like 50 to 13 in favor of the Cowboys. I mean, we were here. I was sitting in this exact same seat that I'm sitting in right now watching the game with Greg on Sunday. And that's all we were talking about, but 50 to 13. Guys, it's hard to do anything when you don't have the ball. I can't remember the last time the Jet defense was on the field as often as they were in that game on Sunday. And of course you're going to be sucking wind, and of course you're not going to be as 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 dominant as you normally are, and your strength ain't going to be there. And then your offense, you're not giving them a chance to be successful. Right? 
That's where things have to change first and foremost. The defense has to go out there and assert their presence against the New England Patriots, which I'd like to think that they could. George in the car up next here on 98.7. Georgie, how are you? Hey, Dan, thanks for taking my call. What's up, George? How are you? So I want to I wanna sort of comment on the folks that have been bashing on the uh, head coach and the GM. You know, I think Salah's been the best coach this team's had since probably Mangini, and I can't think of a better GM than, than, than Joe. And, you know, his, his last three drafts have been, you know, A-plus, A, A, you know, A-caliber drafts. So we have to have some faith in Zach, I think. You know, has he not been playing so well? Maybe not. But I don't think he's reached his full potential. And I think the real problem on his team is the line. I think even if Ryan Rodgers was healthy, he'd be running around for his life. And if you recall that the, the last preseason game where he finally stepped on the field, yes, he had that great play to Garrett Wilson. But there were a lot of balls that went not his way, and it was because he was running for his life. So I think, you know, this team needs to focus on the old line. It's been our problem mm-hmm. since the beginning, since I can remember. Well, um, George, you know, once... these guys that are talking about bringing in, sorry, these guys that are talking about bringing in Carson Wentz and Trubinsky, those guys are not going to play better than Zach because they're never going to learn the playbook as well as Zach. No, and, and, well, he, that's and, and, that's, and that's the other part of this too, George, which people don't want to realize, and I thank you for the phone call, right? Like somebody you're bringing in from the outside, they're going to have to pick up this offense. They're going to have to learn the offense. And they're going to be six months behind the other guys who are already in your building in terms of learning this new system. But you said it with the offensive line, and anybody will tell you, offensive lines, you know how they gel? You know how they build that continuity? By playing together. That's how. That's the only way. And this offensive line, you had two guys, the tackles, who barely played all summer. Dwayne Brown didn't play until the last week of August because he was uh, coming back from two shoulder surgeries. Mekhi Becton still working his way back from the knee. Wasn't cleared for football activity until what? Right about training camp. So this five, they're just basically in what? their third week together? And normally those are things that you'd like to establish maybe at the beginning of training camp and the offseason program, and so they're behind the eight ball trying to play catch-up a little bit. But the unfortunate part is they're trying to also win games in the process while still trying to get connected to one another. You hope that it gels quickly, but anybody who's played the position, they will tell you it's about communication, it's about knowing the guy next to you's tendencies, and they're all still trying to pick up this new system. You hope it comes together quickly. Because if it doesn't, well, then you're going to end up in the same situation that you were four plays into your season looking for another quarterback. And people say to me all the time, well, what about Zach? What about Zach? I'm like, well, can Zach stay on the field? That's my biggest concern. Guy's been in the league two years. He's gotten hurt each of the first two seasons. Let's not forget that. Knock on wood. 800-919-3776. We'll do a little baseball, plus close it out with you guys on the phones till the top. Dan Gross' show, 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso show on 98.7 ESPN. I know there was a lot of talk today about the story that came out, and you know we're going to be giving up the 98.7 FM signal at the end of um, next summer, basically. You know what? We'll be fine. We'll be fine, right? We'll still be on 1050 AM, still going to be on the ESPN New York app, still going to be streaming 
other ways you can get it. I don't want to give away too many secrets, but there's also some other things that have already been bantied about to also get the product and our content out to our fans and to all the listeners. So we'll be fine, and we're not going anywhere. That's why, like, you know, everybody's talking about this, and it was like, like it doesn't affect my day at all. I didn't, I, I, I'm honestly, I did not even give it a second thought after we wrapped up that meeting today. Not even a second thought. Like, we're just going to do our thing. Nothing changes for us at all. And I'm sure that everybody else that's with us now is going to come with us then and, and, and still be there. We're not going anywhere. Nothing changes. Um, as far as baseball, real quick. Now, the Braves are winning tonight. But before tonight, they've lost four in a row since clinching the National League East. Why is that significant? Well, because we thought the Braves had the number one seed in home field wrapped up in the National League, especially when they took three out of four from the Dodgers a couple of weeks ago and wrapped up the head-to-head tiebreaker just in case with the Dodgers. Well, guess what? With this Braves funk that they're in now and the fact that the Dodgers have won four in a row, Dodgers are just three games back of the Braves in the loss column. With 12 to play. So anything can happen now. So maybe the Dodgers have a shot at getting that top seed in the National League. Congrats to the Orioles. They clinched a playoff spot over the weekend. First time since 2016. Now they got to worry about holding off the Tampa Bay Rays. They had a thrilling win last night in Texas. Cedric Mullins hit a three-run home run to give them the lead. But they're two and a half up on the Rays in the division. We'll see if they can finish that one off. Uh, what a boost. And again, if you're a Yankee fan, been saying it all year. Baltimore's the team that's going to be your biggest headache over the next five years. That team is loaded with talent up and down the pipeline. And with the American League West, it's it's amazing. You've got three teams all within a game and a half of each other, Houston, Texas, and Seattle. Nobody wants to win the division, apparently. That's how I see it. Nobody wants to win it because in the month of September, the Mariners are 6-11, and the Astros are 7-9, and and the Rangers are 7-10. and so be my guest. One of you teams that actually wants to be a division champion, let me know. And the Astros, here's the thing about I still think when push comes to shove, the Astros will hold off the other two teams and win the division. But the Astros have been miserable at home. Absolutely miserable in their ballpark. And they're only 500 on the year. So maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Like if they don't win the division and they don't get home field advantage in any of these series, maybe it'll actually serve them better once October gets here. Boy, I'm old enough to remember when in this city you had at least one team that would usually be in the playoff conversation. Not this year, though. No, 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 no. Sorry. Not going to happen. Uh, let us say hi to Youssef in New Jersey, up next on 98.7. Hello, Youssef. How are you? What's going on, Dan? How are you? Youssef, I'm outstanding. You tell me. What's going on? I have a question for you, Dan. Mm-hmm. Why won't you hold Jose accountable when he calls in? Hold him accountable for what? For his lack of football knowledge. He just li- he lives. I I this is last night. I, I don't know that he has a lack of football knowledge. What did he say that okay, you disagree with? What, I, what? First of all, he called yesterday mm-hmm. and jumped dumped on Zach Wilson. Then today he just called and dumped on the front office. Okay. He talked. His exact words were. His exact words were. They went out and got a forty-year-old quarterback, and now we see and kept Zach Wilson, and that's not working. At the top of the show, 
you name the last five NFL Super Bowl champions mm-hmm. and their backups. He paid that no attention. I don't know if you're on tomorrow, of but course. whenever you're on again. When am I, hold, you hold have, Yusef, I'm on every single night at 6.30. Why would I not be on tomorrow? <laughs> what do you think, I'm taking a vacation? You, you could be. I mean, hey, Dan, listen, I, 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 I know people. I know you You know you get the big buck. You, you can afford a vacation. Yeah, but I just can't take it whenever the hell I want to, Jose, or Yusef. Jeez. Listen, okay, when he calls when he calls tomorrow, yeah. I want you to ask him to explain to you zone defense and man defense. Oh, this thing, I mean, Yusef, we're not going to do that. Come on, what? Yusef. I love you, but come on. My guy Jose knows football. I know one thing I know about Jose. Jose's not exactly the president of the Zach Wilson fan club. I know that, and you know what? He's probably not alone either. But he's rooting for his team, and I think when push comes to shove, they want the kid to play well, because Zach Wilson playing well is what's going to give the Jets the best chance to win football games here, and that's all the fans want. It's all that fans want, as difficult as it might seem to envision. That's all they're hoping for. Now. That's going to do it for us. Our time is up. I want to thank Julian, and I want to thank Harvey. Remember, we'll talk to Jordan Renan tomorrow. His weekly spot will be tomorrow instead of Thursday because the Giants played Thursday. Gordon and Larry are coming up next. I'll see you tomorrow right after TMKS at 630-98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs>